RTHK News. Good afternoon, it's one o'clock, I'm Todd Harding. The headlines. The High Court is told that Chief Executive Carrie Lam should have gone through the Legislative Council to bring in the anti-mask law. The boss of the Lang Kwai Fong Group says he expects business to be quieter than usual for this evening's Halloween celebrations. And HSBC has announced that it's trimming its best lending rate by 12.5 basis points to 5%, the first cut in 11 years. The High Court has heard that the Chief Executive could have requested LegCo to have a special session instead of triggering the colonial-era emergency regulations ordinance to bring in the anti-mask law in Hong Kong. Richard Pine reports. The court is hearing a judicial review case filed by 24 pan-democratic lawmakers who are challenging the mask ban imposed by Chief Executive Carrie Lam using emergency powers earlier this month. Lawyers for the lawmakers argue that the CE has bypassed the Legislative Council on this matter, violating the basic law that states the CE has limited power in the making of law. Senior counsel Gladys Lee said by allowing the CE to make any laws whatsoever under the Emergency Regulations Ordinance, instead of going through the normal legislation process, it's capable of great abuse and there's no limit on what the CE can do. She added that the CE could have asked the LegCo president to commence a session to talk about the anti-mask law to show the transparency of the lawmaking process. But the CE didn't do so and had done no public consultation either, she adds, making the whole legislation process opaque. The hearing is expected to last two days before Judge Godfrey Lam and Anderson Chow. Senior counsel Benjamin Yu, who represents the government, is expected to state their grounds tomorrow. The boss of a Hong Hum cafe that's popular among anti-government protesters for giving them free meals has criticised police for forcing their way into a Tun Mun restaurant last night. It followed a protest by residents over the failure of police to explain the source of a mysterious gas that sickened people in Tun Mun on Monday. The restaurant owner and her employee were taken away by police after refusing them entry. Chung Chung Kit from Lung Mun Cafe called the police action inappropriate. It is not acceptable because a restaurant is rent by the restaurant owner. It is a private place. Police cannot go into private place without a warrant. And they did something in a appropriate way, I think. The chairman of the Lang Kwai Fong Group, Alan Ziman, says he expects turnout to the bar area will be down by 20 to 30 percent tonight. Usually it's busiest night of the year. There have been calls for anti-government protesters to don masks and haunt their way from Victoria Park to Lang Kwai Fong for Halloween. Mr Ziman says if protesters turn up, he hopes they'll be peaceful and have a drink. He also says those who aren't protesting are allowed to wear Halloween masks. The police have said, if you look at the law, if you are there with under 30 people, with friends, not protesting, but really going out to have a good time, just generally, it's not illegal to wear a mask. If, in fact, you're protesting and you wear a mask, then, of course, the police have the right to arrest you. Ocean Park has cancelled its annual Halloween event tonight. Flash mobs and boycotts were reportedly being planned and theme park staff were threatening to strike over allegations that one of the shows had been censored by having the anti-government slogan Hong Kong People Add Oil removed. Meanwhile, the MTR Corporation will close Prince Edward Station from 2pm and Central Station at 9pm. Other services except the Airport Express end at 11pm. HSBC will cut its best lending rate by 12.5 basis points to 5% from tomorrow. Its savings rate for Hong Kong dollar deposits will also be cut by a similar amount. This morning, the Hong Kong Monetary Authority cut interest rates for a third time by 25 basis points following an overnight move by the US Federal Reserve. 
Hong Kong's base lending rate will be 2% with immediate effect. The chief executive of the Monetary Authority, Eddie Yu, said the cut was needed to offer a lifeline for the struggling local economy. The U.S. rate cut does reflect the downward pressure on the global economy to which Hong Kong is not immune. The global financial and economic environment is going through a very challenging time with various uncertainties. And I would therefore like to remind the public to manage your financial risk in a prudent way. The U.S. central bank cut rates for the third time this year, but signaled the quarter of a percent cut may be the last for a while. Jerome Powell is the head of the Federal Reserve. We see the current stance of monetary policy as likely to remain appropriate, as long as incoming information about the economy remains broadly consistent with our outlook of moderate economic growth, a strong labor market, and inflation near our symmetric 2% objective. The move by the U.S. central bank is seen as its latest attempt to help the economy ride out a trade war with China without slipping into a recession. It said the economy was largely strong, though business investment and exports remained weak. Official figures show property prices fell for the fourth consecutive month in September. The Rating and Valuation Department said private home prices dropped 1.8%, worse than the 1.4% fall in August. Small to medium-sized flats between 430 to 750 square feet fell the most, by an average of 2.3%. Private rents fell 1.1% last month. Turning overseas, the U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo has launched a scathing attack on China, accusing it of trampling on the basic human rights of its own citizens. He told the Hudson Institute in New York that Beijing was seeking international domination and the Communist Party was trying to force its will and governance on people across the world. He highlighted the incarceration of Uyghur Muslims in Xinjiang and the protests in Hong Kong. China's regime trampling the most basic human rights of its own citizens, the great and noble Chinese people. We've seen this in Hong Kong, where they need to live up to their promises and commitments, and we've seen it in the gross human rights violation of ethnic minorities in Xinjiang. We know too that the Chinese Communist Party is offering its people in the world an entirely different model of governance. It's one in which a Leninist party rules and everyone must think and act according to the will of the communist elites. Mr. Pompeo said the United States did not seek confrontation but still wanted to encourage a more liberalized China. A fire has nearly destroyed the UNESCO World Heritage Site Shuri Castle on Japan's southern island of Okinawa. Television footage showed the multi-structure castle reduced to a skeleton, shrouded in flames and smoke hours after emergency responders received the first call just before 3 a.m. Shuri was built more than 500 years ago as the royal castle of the Ryukyu kin Kingdom. It's been rebuilt after many fires, most recently in the Battle of Okinawa in 1945. The Indian state of Jammu and Kashmir is being split into two federally administered territories today as part of the changes introduced in August when the Hindu nationalist government in Delhi revoked the special status of the region. Here's the BBC's Anbarasan Etirajan. There were sporadic protests in Indian Kashmir's biggest city, Srinagar, ahead of the formal bifurcation of the state of Jammu and Kashmir. 
Under the new arrangement, the region has been divided into Jammu and Kashmir and the Buddhist enclave of Ladakh. On the ground, the reorganization will significantly dilute the ability of Jammu and Kashmir representatives to govern their own affairs. Kashmiris, particularly in the Muslim-majority valley, are afraid the scrapping of special provisions will lead to an influx of outsiders who can now buy land and settle there. The United States military has published the first images of the raid in which the leader of the Islamic State group was killed. The video shows troops firing at militants on the ground as they flew towards the compound where Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi was hiding before they moved in on the ground. The head of U.S. Central Command, General Kenneth McKenzie, gave details of al-Baghdadi's last moments. I can tell you this. He crawled into a hole with two small children and blew himself up while his people stayed on the ground. You can deduce what kind of person it is based on that activity. Pentagon officials said they were aware of the danger of retribution attacks by IS militants, but insisted the group had been badly disrupted by al-Baghdadi's death. An advisor to President Trump has resigned on the eve of his scheduled testimony to a congressional impeachment inquiry. Tim Morrison, who was a member of the National Security Council, will be interviewed on Thursday. Mr Morrison listened in on the phone call when President Trump allegedly asked his Ukrainian counterpart to investigate the Democratic presidential hopeful Joe Biden and his son. Firefighters in the suburbs of Los Angeles are battling a new wildfire that erupted early yesterday. The blaze in California's Simi Valley tripled in size in two hours. At one point, the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library was at risk. A curator at the library, Randall Swan, described the fire. It was very cataclysmic. It was you know, as bad as all the worst pictures you've ever seen. The sun was blotted out and it was just an orange glow through the haze of the smoke. And you couldn't, you couldn't breathe well, obviously. Heat was high, but um, there was an eerie sense of calm because everybody around was prepared for it and they were all very professional. Artifacts from the library had already been removed to protect them. A team of engineers in the United States say they've developed a battery for electric vehicles that can recharge in 10 minutes. Researchers at Pennsylvania State University tested a lithium-ion cell, raising and then lowering its temperature during the charge cycle, so as not to degrade battery life. Rapid charging would enable electric cars to compete with petrol vehicles. To finance news, as we heard earlier, HSBC has announced that it's trimming its best lending rate by 12.5 basis points to 5%, the first cut in 11 years. The move follows rate cut decisions by the Monetary Authority and the US Federal Reserve. The bank is also reducing its savings rate for both Hong Kong dollar and US dollar deposits to near zero of 0.001%. The new rates will take effect tomorrow. HSBC's Asia-Pacific advisor George Leung says he believes the lower rates will bring some relief to small and medium-sized businesses caught in the economic downturn. We hope the landing rate cut will take a little pressure off the business and stimulate domestic consumption. On the savings side, our room for manufacturing is limited. We are very close to zero boundary at the moment, the point at which we cannot reduce further. Looking ahead, we expect there's still downward pressure on the U.S. Fed fund rate and that the high ball and the low ball could possibly drop further. This is likely to make the operating environment for banks like HSBC more challenging in the future. But we hope that it will bring some relief to our customer and maybe a little, sun, a little bit sunshine to the gloomy economic outlook. 
And a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 26,952. That's 276 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $43 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 108.63 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 11 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 13 cents. And now with the sports news, here's Adam Chung. The Washington Nationals are champions of baseball for the first time in franchise history. A stunning comeback victory over the Houston Astros sealed the deal for Washington, ending an unpredictable World Series that saw the visiting team winning each of the maximum seven games. Houston's 2-0 lead was erased in the seventh inning when Howie Kendrick and Anthony Rendon both hit a home run to put Washington ahead. The visitors went on to win 6-2. The three-time Cy Young Award winner Max Scherzer returned from a back injury to start for the Nationals. He had base runners in each of the five innings he pitched but found a way to keep his team in the game. It just means I'm part of the greatest team in 2019. These guys, they battled, didn't matter. It was staying the fight, that was our model. It was the next guy up. Whoever, everybody gave it their all. Whoever it was always going to produce. And we took it all the way and we won, we won the whole thing. Washington's Game 7 victory was the fifth time this postseason they rallied from behind to win an elimination game. It also marks a second year in a row that the city can celebrate a major championship title following the Capitals' triumph in the Stanley Cup final last year. Now, Hong Kong's cricketers failed to qualify for next year's T20 World Cup after losing in a playoff against Oman. Jatinder Singh cracked a half-century, guiding Oman to 134 for 7. In reply, Scott McKechnie led Hong Kong with 44, but it wasn't enough. A total of 122 saw the SAR go down by 12 runs in Abu Dhabi. Hong Kong's trouble started before the qualifiers began when six of their senior players, some of whom with World Cup experience, withdrew from the squad. Skipper Isaac Khan remained positive though, saying he was impressed by the newcomers who stepped up to the challenge. We had a very inexperienced side, uh, six, around six debutants here. But uh, I think it was a great effort to come this far in the, in the tournament. We had a very inexperienced side. Um, I think it was a great team effort. And um, Kinchit, Scotty were great throughout the tournament for us. And uh, if you look at it, we have um, a couple of new um, de- debutants, which are Rana, Iboldwell, Haroon. So I think uh, going forward, uh, we'll take positive from this, and uh, it's exciting. We finish with football. Liverpool are through to the quarterfinals of the English League Cup following a dramatic finish at Anfield. They got past Arsenal 5-4 on penalties after the match finished 5-5 through 90 minutes. Elsewhere, two goals from Marcus Rashford gave Manchester United a 2-1 win at Chelsea. Aston Villa beat Wolves also by a score of 2-1. And that's your look at sports. Thanks, Atom. And to end the news, the top story once again. The High Court is told that Chief Executive Carrie Lam should have gone through the Legislative Council to bring in the anti-mask law. That's the news and sports from RTHK. The Chief Executive has delivered her 2019 policy address, setting out a series of initiatives beneficial to the public. To address people's housing needs, the supply of public housing and starter homes units will be increased. The land's resumption ordinance will be invoked to increase land supply. There are also measures to care for the growth of children and relieve the burden on traveling expenses. Treasure Hong Kong, our home. 
For details, please visit policyaddress.gov.hk. President Nixon 